0: Hello and welcome back to Dickheads of History, coming to you live from the UK, Wales, Cardiff. Probably shouldn't give my street address, I don't know how grateful my housemates will be if thousands of screaming fans come running to our door. I mean, by thousands, I obviously mean my mum and my gran. (laughs) I'm only joking. My mum doesn't listen to the show. Anyway, on with this week's episode, and obviously, if you haven't listened to the rest of season two, make sure you're going back and doing that, and before we get into the nitty gritty of this week's episode, make sure you're following me on Instagram, and make sure you're joining our brand new Dickheads of History Facebook group, where you can tell me your input, tell me what you want on the show, and interact with stuff such as Dickheads of the Day, various polls, and various questions you can come and answer. In fact, why don't you just do it now? We've done this before, you know the drill, make sure you're going to Facebook, typing in the search bar dickheads of history and asked to join the group, and obviously I will gratefully accept. Now onto the main man of the moment, the king of pop, otherwise known as Michael Jackson. For those who have never listened to a radio or never clapped your hands or wiggled your head to Thriller, MJ was a young teen star whose music career started at just 6 years old, performing as a star role in the Jackson 5. He then later started his hugely successful solo career at the age of 13. Then the only way was up for MJ. He has been a highly celebrated pop icon of the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s. Known for being able to put on a show, his singing and his use of complex choreography dazzled audiences, which gained a beloved fan base. However, this all came to an end where he was found dead in his home, Neverland, in 2009. Although MJ's career was hugely prosperous, there was much that laid beneath the surface. I just want to warn you now, many of these points are allegations and we'll be getting into very adult and graphic themes. So if any of this may upset, at you, I suggest maybe trying a lighter podcast episode. However, if you are still here, then we will carry on and look into why Michael Jackson can be seen as a dickhead of history. On to number one, and we have the balcony baby incident. Although there may be many allegations and suspicions not clarified in this list, this is certainly not one of them. In 2002, MJ decided it was a brilliant idea to hold under one arm a newborn baby over three stories out of his balcony to the fans below. Sorry, I'll just say that again he decided to hold a newborn baby under one arm over three stories out of his balcony to the fans below and what was his excuse i hear you ask apparently he got caught up in the moment and got all excited because of the screaming fans i mean i don't know about you but when i get excited my first thought isn't to grab the nearest newborn baby and dangle them out the window but maybe that's just me he put a newborn's life in danger and even though he had been in the spotlight from the young age of six he still claimed that he could not contain himself when beloved fans were around On to number two and we have The fact that his marriage was a cover up. MJ married Lisa Presley, yes, Elvis Presley's daughter, and maybe we might hear more about the King of Rock later in this series, in 1994. However, the marriage lasted two years, and by many accounts, it was a weird relationship. Apparently, the sex was non existent. It wasn't the fact that it was even a natural relationship, they barely seemed like they were friends. It went as far for MJ to try and trick the workers at his mansion in Neverland that they were a lot closer than they actually were. This included him often making up what would look like a wild night with glass smashed around the room the room being an absolute tip making the maid think they were a bit frisky however to the maid she said that the room looked too well done and too staged it was also said that MJ would get her underwear and spray it with her perfume to look like they had been sleeping together that night although it was known to many of the workers in the house that this was not the case and usually Lisa was sleeping in another room in the mansion and this goes on further to show that they were living a lie with his perfect show of attraction Action, being at the MTV Music Awards in 1994, and this being very significant to what we will come onto later, when MJ decided to snog her in the middle of the stage. This is said to have been a PR stunt planned by his manager, and Lisa herself has said that it was a very ugly experience. This further goes on to suggest that something was hiding, yet again, under the surface. Now... On to number three, and we have the sexual deeds that he partook in with children as young as seven. I need to start off with, a lot of this is speculation and allegations, however there have been many accounts of sexual misconduct that Michael Jackson carried out on boys as young as seven. This included teaching the children how to masturbate, and because these children were so young, their penises would swell up because they were rubbing it too viciously. As well as this, he would say in order for him and the boys to bond, he would touch the younger boys nipples while pleasuring himself, and would have have them turn around also while he pressured himself and would look at that anus yet again to bond. He also played hardcore pornography all around the room and as they got older they progressed to French kissing. This meant kissing all over the body, ending in kissing the genitals. And although this started as young as seven, as the boys got older he would slowly and surely push towards penetrative sex, anal action, starting by him putting his fingers inside them and then attempting to penetrate them. He even tried convincing the boys that they would like it. One boy, Robson, who who Michael Jackson had been grooming from a young age, was 14 and when they tried it, he didn't like it. MJ then had to convince him the next day to throw away his underwear because there might be blood on them and incriminating evidence. He even had a marriage ceremony with one of the boys called Safe Safechuck in his room where vows were said and rings were bought for him and the child. This was a common practice of Michael Jackson where he would buy jewellery in exchange for sexual favours, one of the many ways that he would manipulate them. This leads us on to number four. We have the manipulation, bribing and blackmail of the families and the children. One way Michael Jackson would get closer to the kids was promising the family that he would help the children's careers grow. He also bribed the families by offering them unreal trips away all around the world. And as a result of this, the children would end up joining him on tours, sleeping in his bed unsupervised. And as this continued, the kids grew more and more attached to him and felt like they were chosen by him. The parents saw him as a lonely man who just wanted company. And as a result of this, no red flags were raised. Even when he stated, in an interview that he loved sharing beds with children and claiming that it was loving and when people did question him about this maybe suggesting that this was a bit odd he would say what's wrong with sharing love when suspicions finally were raised one of the children called chandler's father outed michael jackson in 1993 for molesting his son Note: a year after this allegations he ended up getting married to lisa presley as well as his boss setting up the pr stunt of being snogged on national tv as a result of this robson one of the boys from earlier defended michael jackson so that he once again could be Michael Jackson's favourite boy as he had become jealous of Michael hanging around other younger boys such as Macaulay Culkin as well as Safechuck, again the boy who partook in the marriage ceremony, had been trained by MJ's lawyers to lie in front of judges. MJ then paid off their family home after the trial and again in 2003 when allegations of sexual misconduct were raised, Safechuck and Robson were called again. Safechuck however refused on this occasion and Robson also tried to do the same. However Robson's mum herself, who was still unaware of the grooming and the sexual misconduct that has happened, claimed that he and Macaulay Culkin were the only people who could save NJ. This emotional guilt trip ended up him once again defending the sexual predator. On to our final point at number five, we have the design and layout of Neverland. Neverland, the whole, the whole, it's quite a hard podcast too actually the whole design of neverland was used to hide abuse and certain things were put in place in order to allow michael jackson to get away with this sexual misconduct it just it just makes your blood boil reading all of this and all of these allegations the fact that he was such a beloved star and he used his influence he used his power in order to in order to take advantage of these families and these children at such a young age He used his power in order to groom these children and... (sighs) Sorry, I'm just shaking thinking about it. Certain things were put in place in order to help him get away with this sexual misconduct. Hallways to bedrooms had multiple locked doors in the way so that they could be heard unlocking coming towards his bedroom as well as bells on doors. Again a warning to show that someone would be coming into a room soon. As well as this he also practiced with the children getting dressed as quickly as they could in order to avoid being caught. He also had secret areas such as his attic which made it accessible for these actions to take place and if that wasn't enough other measures were put in place by himself where he would always monitor who they were talking to and after they finished speaking to someone he would go up to them and ask them why and what they were talking about with a certain person. And there we go, your slightly less upbeat episodes this week. But as I always say, I've given you the fact and it's up to you whether you believe the allegations or not and whether you believe Michael Jackson was a dickhead of history. Thank you for listening and once again, make sure you're following me on social to keep up to date with the podcast and come back next week where we'll be looking at someone I mentioned earlier, the king of rock, Elvis Presley. Thank you again and goodbye. <laughs>